from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. From the road this morning, I'm in New York for the ISLF uh, Unconference. For those who don't know, Clint Maples puts on one of these favorite things today. So in New York, spending time with a lot of my peers um, and, and leading a, a panel discussion uh, a little bit later, um, uh, leading a roundtable discussion, sorry, a little bit later. So very excited about all of that with all of y'all here. Good morning. Thank you for being with us. We're live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, now X, Twitch, and the uh, uh, streaming platform, Rumble. Um, so with that being said, thank you all for being here. Please make sure you also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, you can find the show. Please make sure to subscribe. And when you do, give us a five-star rating when asked to do so. Or even if you're not, just scroll right down. Go to five-star rating. Helps push us up in the ranking. Thank you all for being here this morning. We've got a packed show. Uh, I'm traveling. I wasn't able to get one of my... I wasn't able to get an espresso this morning. Yeah, the hotel didn't have any where I'm staying. And uh, it was like a a two-block walk. And by the time I'd go and bring it back, it'd be gone. So with that being said, I'll join you for a virtual coffee cup. Cheers. If that water, that helps. But not drinking water this morning. Not at least on this show. So coffee cup cheers, y'all. Let's go ahead and get started with this morning's news, and we'll kick off with Cisco finding a second actively exploited iOS XE zero-day vulnerability, with the company disclosing it just as the number of hacked devices appears to have dropped significantly. The critical flaw track to CVE 2023-20198 affects the iOS XE web interface and can be exploited by a remote unauthenticated attacker to create high-privileged accounts on targeted device. Cisco initially said the attackers were exploiting an older iOS XE command injection vulnerability tracked to CVE 2021-1435 to deploy the implant, but noted that it had detected additional attacks on systems patched against this specific vulnerability. The now confirming a second zero day that has been exploited to deliver the implant. So one, two, here's the third exploit. This one is CVE 2023-20273. The attackers are exploiting the first CVE to gain initial access and issue a privilege 15 command to create a local user and password combination. This allows the user to log in with normal user access. According to Cisco, the attacker then exploits another component of the web UI feature, leveraging the the new local user to elevate privileges to root and write the implant to file. Um, It's no longer believed the CVE 2021-1435 is involved in these attacks, but that the new zero day is the one that's there. No information is available on who might be behind these attacks or what the goal may be. Uh, these Both of these CVEs have been added to the Cisat catalog as well. And here's what we're looking at, folks. And the fundamentals of security really come to fruition here, right? They really, really do. And here's where the fruition comes into play. When we're not patching and we're not mitigating, we're obviously seeing threat actors evolve and they're looking for more and they're finding stuff in our environments. So we've got to really push our patches through. We really do. And not only do we need to push them through and, 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 and get them across the finish line, we also have to have good log retention to go back because once the IOCs and TTPs are out, you want to make sure that none of those exist in your environment through your logs and that you're not compromised in a different system where they walked in through this door, you closed it, but there's there, they're already, you know, upstairs. So it's great that you close the door and no one else can come in, but they're already in the house and they're 
roaming around it. You just don't know they're there because they're being really stealthy. Um, so that's something really, really important to keep in mind um, after uh, during these times when we see these zero days. Um, Psycho, the uh, watchmaker, saying a ransomware attack exposed sensitive customer data. The Japanese watchmaker has confirmed it suffered a black cat ransomware attack earlier this year. Warning the incident has led to a data breach. They're now saying their investigation confirmed a total of 60,000 items of personal data held by the group, um, by its group. So watch instruments and departments were compromised by the attackers. Uh, on August 21st, Black Cat added Psycho to its extortion site, claiming to have stolen production plans, employee passport scans, new model release plans, specialized lab test results, and confidential technical schematics of existence and upcoming watches. The data theft confirmed, according to Psycho, is the following. Uh, the Psycho Watch Corporation customer information, including names, addresses, telephone numbers, and email addresses, contact information for counterparties involved with business in business transactions with SGC, SWC, and SII, including the individual's name, company affiliation, job title, company address, company phone number, and or company email. Information supplied by applicants for employment, including names, addresses, phone numbers, email addresses, and educational background information, and PII of both former and current employees of the SJC and its group of companies. So that's the data that was compromised, nothing over schematics or anything of that nature. Pond to own in Toronto is going on and Samsung Galaxy S23 has been hacked, I think a total of four times now. So security researchers uh, are all getting together in Toronto, Canada, right before the weather there turns to the worst. The contestants demoed zero day bugs in printers, routers, smart speakers, surveillance systems, and NOS devices from Canon. Synology, Sonus, TP-Link, QNAP, Wise, uh, Lexmark, and HP. Uh, Interrupt Lab security researchers were the first to demo Samsung Galaxy S23 zero-day in an improper input validation attack, while 2Chim team exploited a permissive list of used input, in, uh, inputs to hack the Samsung's flagship device. Both teams earned $25,000 and five Master of Pawn points for their demos as subsequent rounds on the same target, while only the first uh, uh, category in the first demonstration in the category wins the full cash reward each successful entry claims the full number of master of pawn points so since the order of attempts is determined by a random draw those who receive later slots can still claim the master prize uh, on the first day uh, pentest limited and star labs sg demoed two other zero days and attacks exploiting the s23 as well so uh, lots of way to uh, go through that. A million dollars in prices for all these security researchers that are having a good time, making us all just a little bit safer. And if you're using a Samsung phone, patch it up. And while you're doing that, might as well also patch your uh, your iOS devices on Apple as they rolled out a major security update to macOS and iOS platforms, warning that multiple security defects expose users to remote hacker attacks. The company released multiple bulletins that documents at least 21 iOS security vulnerabilities and 44 Mac OS flaws that could lead to code execution, privilege escalation, and exposure of sensitive data. None of these vulnerabilities were marked as exploited in the wild. The new iOS 17.1 um, is the iPhone one, and the Mac OS is uh, available for all of those. They've also released one for watchOS, tvOS, and Safari, so make sure you get all of those patched. Mozilla and Google have also announced software updates for Firefox and Chrome that are in Chrome, sorry, that address multiple high severity vulnerabilities, including memory safety bugs. Mozilla Firefox 119 was released with patches for 11 vulnerabilities, including three high severity issues. 
Um, so there's three different flaws there. Uh, Mozilla also announced the release of Firefox ESR 115.4 and Thunderbird 115.4.1 with patches for eight of the issues there as well. Google announced a software update for Chrome that addresses two vulnerabilities, including a high severity issue reported by external researchers. Uh, the flaw is a use after free issue in profiles. The internet giant handed out a $3,000 payment for that. You want to make sure those updates are done. Kazakh's attackers are disguised as Azerbaijanis, are hitting former Soviet states. The Eurotrooper uh, group claims to be from Azerbaijan and even routes its fishing traffic through the former Soviet Republic, but really, they're just hiding behind it. They're using, uh, um, um, the Kazakh group is using uh, phishing messages uh, to do the dirt in its dirty work in an Azerbaijani disguise. This was first detected in June of last year. They're often targeting countries like Russia, Armenia, Belarus, and Moldova, as well as Azerbaijan, and typically targeting government entities. Um, it's use of Kazakh's currency and very limited targeting of Kazakhi entities, uh, according to Cisco. Uh, Talis have concluded that the group is from Kazakhstan, which also happens to be the birthplace of one of our favorite news folks in the world, Borat. Um, so there's that. And our final story of the day, um, ICS cybersecurity conference going on in Atlanta. And the keynote was one of the uh, Mandiant Intelligence chief analyst, uh, the chief analyst at Mandiant Intelligence, John Holtquist, who says that China is switching its modus operandi and they're really going after critical infrastructure. Um, that's not something that they've seen in the past. This is being attributed to Vault Diffoon, who's been given the uh, task of really getting into critical infrastructure. And this goes into a deeper and, and, and a bigger situation that's going on here, folks. And the geopolitical situation, obviously, is not easy. Tensions are everywhere. Um, um, there, there's no no, you know, there's no denying we're a year and eight months into the conflict between Russia and the Ukraine. Uh, we're now entering the third, um, almost going into the fourth week here uh, in a few days of uh, Israel res responding to the uh, Hamas attacks. China has been, uh, with all this going on, China's been really beefing up, um, recognizing that they may have an opportunity here while the world's busy with both Russia and Ukraine and Israel and, 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 and Hamas, that they might have a, an opportunity. And so they're trolling critical infrastructure because it helps them really set it up. And if they can take down critical infrastructure, that gives them a battle time advantage um, in, in hindering communications. Obviously, there's a whole lot more than just taking down electricity in Virginia that matters, right? There's a whole lot more to that. There's satellite communication. There's a whole bunch of stuff there that China would do as part of a, of a larger deployment plan that you would see. The reason I say all of that and the reason this story is really, really critical is because our incident response for these kind of doomsday scenarios has to be very, very different. It's got to be about resilience. It's got to identify who are the most important people that can keep the business up and running and then who do we have time to get back online? Who could sit on the sidelines for a week or two until you get your critical people secured, going up and running in these types of events? And what do those plans look like? Again, China targeting critical infrastructure right now is, is not something where, where you could potentially see an attack like that coming right off the bat. But nonetheless, if tensions continue to rise, you could see those interruptions come through. And so we've got to be prepared, and it's it's good to work with your local partners, your local energy companies, and so forth, especially if you're working for a bigger corporation that, that has those types of relationships, to really start looking about on, 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 on resiliency generators uh, 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 and, and, and plans to manage all of that. 
that's that's really really critical that's it for our show this morning here from new york we'll be back on monday with a whole lot more until then thank you all for tuning in thank you for being part of the show and most importantly stay cyber safe we love feedback so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform